In this video, I'm gonna be delving deeper into Dr. David Hawkins's map of consciousness, first seen in his book, Power Versus Force. I'm gonna go deeper into the map itself and see how we can understand ourselves better, understand the world better, and generally just become a more wholesome and advanced human being. So, in my last video on this topic, I discussed the first three levels, that was shame, guilt, and apathy. Uh, if you haven't already watched that, you can find the link in the information section below uh, in the description, okay? So, it might be useful to actually watch that first, along with the, the explanation of the map of consciousness, you should also be able to find that on the playlist. As we transcend apathy, we move into the next level that I'm talking about here, that's uh, grief. Uh, and grief collaborates on Hawkins's map between 75 and 100. Uh, it's prominent in times of loss, so the worldview here is pretty bleak, it's pretty tragic. Uh, many people have experienced this level for short periods of time. Uh, you know, if a, a loved one dies or a pet dies or something like that, there's some despair. Um, but it's important to note here that, that living at this is not the same as processing an emotion, that's a different thing. An individual who stays at this level for a long period of time lives in a constant state of loss, depression, regret, and they might feel like a failure. Um, the reason that grief is higher than apathy is because the person actually starts to feel more uh, alive at this point. They move away from the numbness, uh, and that's, I suppose, an advantage at the level of grief in comparison to apathy. More energy is available to them. There's more life force. As an example, if someone's been in a state of apathy, uh, and you can move them so that they emotionally get charged, they start to cry, you'll actually understand here that they're moving up the map into a state of grief. Uh, that's what that crying is, they're moving out the process and the emotion. And although the feeling is uh, uh, sad, it's, it's quite painful, it's very regretful, the ability to feel is a huge improvement for the individual and means they have the energy consciously to, to drag themselves out of these lower levels and actually move themselves up. So it's important to notice whether it's a fleeting feeling or whether you're stuck at this level. So how do we transcend this level of consciousness? Well, uh, Hawkins suggested that we need to understand in order to process the grief. So let me cover a few. The first is knowing that everything in the human condition, sorry, is temporary, right? Transitional and evolutionary. Everything is moving, nothing's still. Everything is in flow, no matter how it feels at the time. If you accept them, they will change. We need to accept that mourning as, as a natural process and allow ourselves to feel it rather than resist and know it will flow like everything else in life, right? Next is knowing that we cannot own anything, whether, whether that's our pet, a child, uh, anything, right? Uh, uh, anything you, you think you love, they are not yours. They do not belong to you, they do not belong to anyone. All relationships are temporary and arbitrary. For example, a marriage certificate, that creates a legal uh, entity, like it creates a legal control, but that person is not yours. In fact, anything, that you perceive you own in life becomes a substitute for God. It can start to control you. So as we move through grief, it's important to keep in mind that ownership of things is a temporary movement through time. That's all it is. 
Because as we cling to things, that's actually the ego trying to get ownership of anything. And that clingness, that, that uh, idea that it's yours, that can go at any moment. And that's why we fall into grief. So as, as devastating as it is for a family member to die, that is the ego, that is the, the sense of self that has attached itself to that person and claimed ownership of my father, my mother, my sister, my pet, whatever it is, uh, you're going to a state, of, a state of apathy. You can move into grief as we process that emotion and then we move through and realize we, they were never owned. They were never ours in the first place. It was merely a transitional process. So that is grief. It's predominantly the, the, the processing of information as we move through apathy. So now we move on to fear and fear sits at a calibration level between 100 and 125. Quite a lot of energy here in comparison to what we spoke about before. Uh, it's very orientated towards anxiety and paranoia. Now the individual may view the world as hazardous, as unsafe, um, believing that the world is working against them. Okay, that's generally the feeling of paranoia. Uh, common situations of fear at play would be the fear of rejection, that's ownership again, fear of failure, fear of loss, fear of uncertainty, fear of aging, fear of death, so on, so on, right? A person who is in an abusive relationship will usually reside at this level. They can't leave, uh, but also they're in a deep state of fear. Uh, more worldly examples, if you like, they include um, uh, racism, Certain philosophies such as uh, uh, philosophical nihilism, uh, the attitude of uh, the end justifies the means. We see a lot of that in far left wing politics. The addiction to criticizing things. You know, uh, we all fall into this trap at times, uh, but people who operate at this level are always there. It doesn't matter what you produce, what creation you come up with, whether it's um, you know, Elon Musk, take Elon Musk, for example, he's trying to do some things in the world today, regardless of opinion, you'll always have somebody criticizing things. And those people, regardless of what it is, it could be the most majestic thing in the world, they will always have something to pick on. They're generally operating at this level. So how do we transcend fear? Uh, we need to allow the fear to arise, that's the first thing. Don't resist the fear and completely surrender to what's coming up. You can usually point to it in the body uh, if you're in tune. When we do this, uh, we allow the feeling to pass without trying to change it, understand it, push it away. Uh, don't try and make sense of what's coming up because you, you'll just catch yourself in a loop and the loop will continue. Um, uh, mental compulsions. Uh, if you completely just allow them to be, if you don't try and judge them, if you don't try and change them in any way, that fear can then process. You know, you might feel it in your liver, your kidneys, uh, you might feel it in anywhere, any major organ of the body, these things can start processing, right? Because uh, physical illness uh, and emotional illness are intrinsically linked, and this is where science and, and uh, a lot of biology goes missing, okay? So Hawkins uh, describes using the and then what process? I don't know if there's a technical name, but essentially you surrender to the consequences of each fear. So let me give you an example. Uh, you might be afraid to lose your job. So you'll then ask, uh, and then what? And then they might say, well, I haven't got any money. You say, and then what? And then what? Everything that comes up, and then what? And then you'll get to the underlying fear, right? 
ultimately the bottom fear is death or uh, further again, not existing. That's essentially all it is. Now, he says that accepting death and surrendering our death to God uh, allows the core of the fear to drop away. By doing so, you're able to transcend that fear and move on to the next stage, which is desire. So the last level for this video I'm gonna talk about is desire that collaborates between 125 and 150 uh, on Hawkins's map. Now, at this level of desire, there's a lot more energy than there has been previously. Usually you're going after something, right? Uh, so there's a lot more than, than apathy and grief and, and, uh, and fear, right? There's almost a, a hyperactivity. It might feel positive, uh, you know, to the average person at first glance. Uh, they are likely to pursue big ambitions and goals, you know, fine. But desire leads to a lot of addiction and a lot of attachment. Uh, attachment to things such as uh, sex, money, power, status, uh, and that hunger can never be fulfilled. You know, we've probably all been there at some point that there's nothing you can do to satisfy the ego's urge for more. It's always there. It's, it seems to be a natural uh, animalistic urge to continue getting something out there, right? Something that can never quite squ uh, scratch that itch. Now, the reason we end up in desire is down to the, the, the biological necessity of getting something. It's derived from the, from the ego. We need to get something in order to survive. Uh, but that survival moves to materialism uh, and the pleasure that goes along with it. It sort of juices the ego, right? Worldly examples of this desire, uh, we could do the philosophy of Karl Marx, which is uh, materialism, passivity, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, who is the founder of Scientology, he also collaborated here. The life view of an individual in desire uh, can be disappointing when, when they can't obtain what they desire, right? Because you can never satisfy it. So there's quite a normal level of disappointment, uh, unsatisfaction. Uh, it can lead to frustration. Desire is an important level of consciousness to transcend, right? Because you don't really want to get stuck here. First of all, attempting to control desirable cravings with willpower never really works, right? This is because the problem is internal rather than external. You're going after something out there, uh, but there's an issue inside, which means you can never fulfill what you're after. A practice that Hawkins recommends is replacing demands with preferences, right? Know that you do not need a particular thing but you just prefer to have it. So it's completely irrelevant if you do or you don't, it'd just be a nice thing to have, right? We can also expand on the and then what process, as I mentioned earlier, used in fear, but by looking at what will happen if we decide to give up the chase for something. For example, if I give up alcohol, then I will be unhappy. Won't be able to socialize with my friends, won't be able to have an escape mechanism. Uh, I won't have fun when I go out. That's general beliefs, right? So soon the person will, will realize that even if all these things are true, which they're not, but if they were, they're not intolerable. You can still live with that. And as the person evolves, they'll realize that the satisfaction does not come from the, the want or need, but from the joy, from the inner freedom uh, that is given when that gets surrendered, right? And it's also important to, to know that the lack of is just a perception of something. To think you have a lack of something, such as a lack of money, uh, a lack of fame, a lack of something else, is all a state of mind. 
The real challenge is in discovering the true source of happiness. Now that happiness does not come from anything you desire. It comes from that which is seeking within, right? So in summary, the levels of 75 to 150, that's grief, fear, and desire from Hawkins's map of consciousness. These levels are, are quite low on the map still and retain a destructive energy field. Uh, even though with desire there is a lot more energy, you can start to recognize a growth in the individual here uh, as they move closer to 200, the level of courage, where we tend to see a big leap in the development of the people operating at that level. Uh, I'm gonna go into that in more detail in the next few videos that I put out in this playlist. And that's it for this video. Uh, thank you. Subscribe, like, comment, do all that other good stuff. Also check out alexhickman.co.uk. I have opened up as of today, which is early 2022, some coaching spaces that I've got available. Uh, go through my website if you're interested in that. I'll go into this work and a much deeper in order to essentially drag you to that level of selfhood uh, and that level of individuality that is deep within you and to live an authentic life. I am here signing off. Uh, thank you for watching. I'll see you in the next video.